Welcome to Learn to Thrive with ADHD. This is the podcast for adults with ADHD or ADHD-like symptoms. I'm your host, Coach Mandy John. I'm here to make your life with ADHD easier. Let's get started. All right. So with me today, I have Cami. Cami, how do you say your last name? Pheasant. Okay. And Cami and I have been working together with ADHD coaching. I think we decided it was just over a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. May last year. Okay. So I have some questions here that I'm going to ask Cami about. And my goal with these episodes where I bring on my clients is for you in YouTube, or if you're watching there, or if you're on the podcast, what I want you to do is get to know these people and what I what I love working with all of my different clients is how much we are all so similar. And I think through these formats, you'll start to see yourself in in these people, in people like Cami. So I'm just gonna ask some questions about her ADHD and about life, and we're just gonna have a conversation here. So what would you say is the most interesting thing about you that you attribute to ADHD? Something that's really different about me than most people is I do something called post-parenting. Um, I have, my husband and I have a person with disabilities that lives, that lives with us and he's been living with us for about eight years. Um, before I did that, I ran a respite program for people with disabilities. And, um, before that, like I pretty much have worked with people with disabilities since I was, um, in high school. And I think that, um, growing up with undiagnosed ADHD has given me a level of empathy for different walks of life. And just, I don't necessarily think I would have been open to doing this type of work, even though it's not like my, it's not my work anymore. It's just how I live. Had I not had the background of just like, knowing that something was not right. Okay. And you mentioned you went, you had undiagnosed ADHD. Tell us how you found you had ADHD. Okay. Um, I mentioned that I ran a respite program for people with disabilities. And mm-hmm. with that uh, job, I was able to attend um different conferences and stuff on, um, mental, mental conferences. So I went to a symposium on ADHD. I went to an autism conference, um, several others that I can't remember right now, but the symposium on ADHD really was eye-opening. And I remember sitting through each of the classes, just going like, okay, so this isn't, this thing that we're talking about right now, this isn't something that is totally normal and happens all the time to everybody. Mm-hmm. So when I went home, it was a pretty eye-opening conversation with my husband, who also has a, um, a history of um, working in mental health, um, about, hey, maybe, I think I might have ADHD. And he's like, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> it's great that you've come to this conclusion. And you mentioned I asked I was about four when when this all went down. Yeah. How old did you say you were? 
24. 24. Okay. Um, Yeah. What inspired you? Will you talk? Let's talk real quick about how it was affecting your life. As an ADHD, or I tend to be a fairly upbeat person and I laugh at inappropriate times. And I have those aspects that kind of like kept my spirits high, but I also had a lot of um, people in my life telling me that I had so much potential and that why, why, why weren't my grades better? That's my, my potential was there and I'm so smart and yeah, but there's all the stuff and I can't do them, all the things. The, and then just kind of the, the shame cycles that come, that, that comes with that. I think that really is what it kind of boils down to is, yeah, the, having this, whatever we want to call it, ability, disability. Some people think it's really positive. Some people think it's really negative. For me personally, it's been extremely difficult. Um, I know the good things about it that make me fun to be around, but, um, as far as, day-to-day life it is it's it's a constant battle yeah and you mentioned when we were talking before you mentioned overwhelm I know that was a huge one for me too it's Mm -hmm. like just feeling constant overwhelm yeah just there's just so many things that have to be done and there I I, okay that's fine they can need to be done I can't do them (laughs) so yeah that's pretty much how it was like they're never been one that really particularly enjoys cleaning. Um, and, but however, I like things clean. I'm a, I'm a human person. So I like things mm-hmm. around me to be clean. Um, I like things to be organized, but there was no way for me to go from point A to point B on how to, how to organize anything or it was constant cultivation of, things that I wanted to do or things that I, um, that I thought that I would enjoy. And so it was like having all of these aspects of my life that I want to take part in, but I just, there's not enough time or brain to go around to, to get the things clean and to do the things that I wanted to do and to spend time with all the people I wanted to spend time with. And to get the work done that I somehow have to fit in somewhere between all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just, yeah, constant overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. So what inspired you to seek out ADHD coaching? My job now, um, I am a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. And if you can imagine, that's not the easiest job to do when you have ADHD. The other part of it is that I work from home and when I'm going to an office, um, the, I don't know if we want to just jump in and call it body doubling or whatever it is. Having other people working around me was, um, something that was helpful. And then when I transferred to a different company and working from home, all of a sudden I didn't have that energy around me to, to work off of and have kind of drive me through my day. 
And I would sit down to work and then I would notice something around my desk that needed to be done or think about laundry that needs to be done. And I wasn't able to get any work done. How has working together with ADHD coaching helped you so far? So many ways. There is a complete, as far as like my brain, there's a total mind shift. We constantly talk about different ways to look at things. And Mm -hmm. turns out if you talk about it for long enough, it kind of starts sinking in and (laughs) becomes an internal monologue. So that's Mm -hmm. helpful. There's definitely the change in like positive self-talk instead of negative self-talk has really been life-changing, but that sounds really corny. So (laughs) take it. (laughs) However you want. There's been a a huge change in like deciding what is enough. So before it was like, there's an entire list, I guess, that's thousand pages long of all the things that need to be done period or done on a daily basis or done weekly, done monthly. And throwing that out the window and having permission to giving myself permission to throw that out the window and make my own list of what my bare minimums are and what the things I do to accomplish in a day and actually make that day a success. Changing the definition of that has, has been really amazing as well. I think that helps with overwhelm with a lot of people that deciding what's enough I work with almost everybody on that. Because like you said, it can just be an unlimited. There's, there's so many things to do. There's so many things we need to do. It can be unlimited unless we put a limit on it. Yeah. I think a huge part of your, of your coaching and what has made it successful for me is just letting me know, notifying me that I can give myself permission to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, really just changed the game. Mm -hmm. A lot kind of takes care of the next question. Like what was your, your biggest aha from coaching? Would you say that that's it? That was probably, yeah, that would probably be it. The fact that I can, I get to, I get to decide what is considered a success in my life. And I, I get to decide what is required and it makes you feel a whole lot less like failure. What's a specific accomplishment that you've achieved in our time together? Uh, that's the hardest question for you to ask me because <laughs> I don't know. As an, as a person with ADHD, when you ask me that question, my brain just reverts to there are accomplishments. What? <laughs> One thing that we had talked about here pretty recently was you're like, I'm working in in the the fact that you went from not doing the work that you would have liked to have done to working. Yeah. Like every day I'm sitting in my chair. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) That's what's so hard about. I don't know. I think like work, work from home and having the option is absolutely amazing. And I think it is incredible that that is what it is, is an, is an option. And for myself, I definitely wouldn't have it any other way, but there are substantial um, difficulties that come with that. And it really did take a lot of 
not only working through replacing motivation with habits, but changing the, the, the physical room to mm-hmm. make it something that I want to walk into because we talked about a few months ago, when I walk into my office, I have to walk around my desk and that's super uncomfortable. I don't want to walk around my desk <laughs> because I have to shimmy past this thing. And it just is an automatic, it's a block there. Whether I recognize it as a block or not, it will keep me from going to sit down at my desk and doing what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so changing it so that I walk in the door and I can come straight to my chair. Like that's how mental this disorder, I don't know it is appropriate to call it these days, but um, is, is it really is a matter of analyzing every tiny little thing about whatever it is that you can't do and figure out why it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what the question was, <laughs> but I feel like that was a huge breakthrough what we're talking about here is just like micro annoyances and we don't realize how mm-hmm. much those will stop us. And yeah. sometimes, you know, I tell right. people we're going to change, you know, your habits, your structures and your routines. Well, sometimes it's just a matter of changing the environment. Um, I had one client right. that she kept collecting trash in her room and she just mm-hmm. didn't understand why this trash kept collecting in her room. And it was a simple question of like, well, do you have a trash can in your room? No. So I think, I think you've kind of covered this question, but what particular tool or thought process has really stayed with you? So I did think about this one specifically as something that I think about a lot, actually. And it kind of goes back to giving yourself permission. But I mean, we've talked a lot about either I would bring you some like obnoxious thing that happened that day or whatever. And I would make a statement like, but I'm, I, I always do this, or that's why this person tells me in this way. And you say, well, are you actually that way? Or is that just the story that they're telling you? Or is that actually what's happening? Or is that the story that you're telling yourself? So having the mind, the change of the way that I'm thinking that I don't have to believe my own thoughts or the Mm -hmm. stories that I tell myself or the stories that other people tell me, um, I can change the truth and, Mm -hmm. or whatever my perception is of the truth. And that can also be truth. Also, I have kept a mantra for quite a while that's very helpful of perfection kills progress. And I know we've talked about that a lot too. You're looking at a mountain in front of you. And if you can't scale the whole mountain, then what's the point of even trying uh, a little bit? Or what's the point of of even starting if you can't clean up the entire room right now in one go? And just having that shift as well of if it has to be perfect, it's not going to get done at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you can take baby steps and do a little bit at a time, then you're still making progress. And I think that has really also been a game changer. This whole year has kind of been like epiphany after epiphany, which has been kind of uplifting and nice. Well, good. What would be your advice to others who might be starting their journey with ADHD? It's a long journey. So slow down. That's (laughs) the hardest thing with ADHD is because we just like, we take in all the information and we try and 
you want to implement every single bit of information and every single life pro tip and everything that you hear. And there's so, especially right now on social media, there's so many like influencers saying, Hey, there's this and Hey, there's this and you could do this. And I think taking each one of those with a grain of salt and letting it sink in over time is really important and not just like keeping a tally of, Oh, I need to be doing this this way because this is how my brain works. And I need to be doing this this way because this is because my brain works this way instead of like this. And I think just slowing down and taking small steps towards the things that are the most impactful is what's going to get you from having so much overwhelm, but then also seeing more progress over time than scrolling and seeing something and then implementing it for a day and then forgetting about it and Mm. moving on to the next thing that you see while you're scrolling. But that's really hard because that's how we're wired. So you do you. (laughs) Okay. So we've been working together about a year and you found me on Instagram. I do remember that because I was like, I'm quitting Instagram. And you're like, that's where I found you. (laughs) And I still quit Instagram all the time. I think probably a good thing right now would be like, is there anything else you can think of that you'd like to share? So many things. Every day is a new day. You're always going to, I don't know, we didn't even get into like the ADHD tax and how you just like mess things up for yourself on a constant basis and have to go back and fix all your issues and not all your issues, but like the thing that you messed up. But just, I don't know, I guess the thing that I want other people with ADHD to know, and especially women with ADHD to know is, man, we all do it. Like, Like, I mean, we've talked about this recently. Last month alone, I cost myself almost $1,500 in ADHD tax. And that was over two trips that I messed up and I'm not allowed to book the trips anymore. So it's all, it's all the slow down. It happens to all of us and just take it one day at a time, I guess. Very good. Very good. Well, let's use this time now to share about you. Like what are, what are some projects you have going on? How can people connect with you? If you want to follow me on Instagram, I, my, like my personal Instagram is Cambez, C-A-M-B-E-Z-Z. And my professional Instagram is Cambez Home Loans. So that's the place to get me is Instagram because I don't have the attention span to do TikTok at this moment, even though I keep telling myself I probably ought to do TikTok. And I just have a hard time with video. So YouTube, this is probably the only place you'll see me on YouTube. (laughs) All right. Well, Oh, well, thank you for being with me today, Cami. And this is our actually our second meeting today because we had coaching earlier today. Mm-hmm. So we're meeting Thanks. again. And but I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you sharing. And yeah, thanks for thanks for doing this. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time and especially your attention today. If you haven't looked into the ADHD Academy, you'll want to do that. This is my membership with bingeable courses, weekly live coaching, new courses every month, a community of like-minded people, and more. 
be sure to head over to www.learntothrivewithadhd.com backslash membership to get the details. See you next week.